chapter 24. Luke 24. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 8. Luke 24, verses 1 to 8. Luke 24, verses 1 to 8. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, verse 4, as they were much perplexed thereabout, <laughs> behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered unto the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And they thought they rise again. And they remembered his words. Praise the Lord. This morning, the topic of our brief discussion is what I call the stone is rolled away. That's what the stone is rolled away. The Bible makes us to understand that when Jesus was crucified, the elders of the Jews came together and said, He said he will rise on the third day. And we don't want, they called him an imposter. We don't want his disciples to steal his body and then come and tell us his reason. So they put some big stones. The Bible called the stones great. And brethren, when the Bible says something is great, it is what? It is great. So great stones were put at the mouth of the tomb so that Jesus could not escape. And so on the first day of the week, the Bible says the woman some women came to the tomb expecting to see the body of Jesus. In Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16, verse 3. Mark chapter 16, verse 3. The Bible says they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stones from the door of the sepulchre? But by the time they got there, they found out in verse 4, when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was what? Very great. And I have been sent today to tell someone here that the stone is rolled away. The question you may want to ask me is, what stone? What stone? There are a number of stones the Lord has made me to understand that he has rolled away for someone here. And your testimony will be permanent in Jesus' name. The first stone that has been rolled away is the stone of limitation. The stone of what? The purpose of these soldiers was that they had limited the body of Christ to that grave. That there was no way he could escape. And they were satisfied with the work they had done. But they have forgotten that there is a third person of the Trinity called the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of him that did what? That raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That spirit is here today. Amen. I said, that spirit is here today. Amen. That is why we have a hope that the resurrection of Christ was not meant for him alone. 
That is why we have a hope. That if Christ could rise from the dead, that if there be anything in you, in me, in anyone here today, that life will be imparted in Jesus' name. I said life will be imparted in Jesus' name. So the stone of limitation is rolled away. In Genesis 29 verses 1 to 11, we see a story. Genesis 29 verses 1 to 11. The Bible says, when Jacob ran away from his brother, from the face of Esau, his mother told him, don't marry a daughter of the Canaanites. Go to my brethren and get a wife. And Jacob obeyed. When you go to that passage, the Bible says, Jacob came into the land of the people of the east, the people of his parents. And he saw a well. And by that well, there were three flocks of sheep. For out of the well, they watered the sheep. And Jacob came to the well, and he asked the ladies that were there, why don't you water the sheep and go and feed them? And they said, we cannot. When enough people are here, the well, the, the stone at the mouth of the well will be what? Will be rolled away. Then we can water the sheep. Then we can feed the sheep. And brethren, when you look at this story very closely, there are a few things that we can bring out here. Number one, there was a stone of limitation that prevented those ladies from watering the flock. But Jacob came and he did what? He rolled that stone away. And the moment he rolled the stone away, they could feed, they could water the flock and feed the flock. That is the part of this story that is obvious. The part of the story that is not very obvious is the fact that Jacob in this passage is a type of Jesus. Jacob is what? He's a type of Jesus. When Jacob came to the land of the east, he was looking for a wife. He was looking for what? I mean, those of us that have studied this life of uh, Jacob knows that Jacob was a special lover. I don't know how many of us can serve our in-laws for 14 years because we want to marry. But Jacob did it. When they say love is blind, Jacob's love was blind. He saw nothing else but the woman he wanted to marry. Jacob came looking for a bride. Brethren, why did Jesus come to this earth? He was looking for a bride. He came to look for a bride. That's why I say Jacob is a type of Jesus. The Bible says when he got to that well, there are three flocks of sheep. Three flocks of sheep that needed to be attended to. In order for him to get what he wanted. And those three groups, those three signify the three days that Christ will have to spend in the grave to achieve his purpose. If Christ had not died, if Christ did not spend those days in the grave to deal with the enemy, we would not be here today. There will be no hope. There will be no Christianity. But the flock of sheep itself, brethren, stands for you and I. That stone had to be rolled away that the flock might be watered. And like we were discussing yesterday, that water stands. Maybe let's look at verse 7 of that passage. 
Just verse 7. That uh, Genesis 29. Genesis 29 verse 7. And he said, that's Jacob speaking. It is yet high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep and go and do what? Feed them. Water the sheep and then go and feed them. And in this instance, in our analogy of Jesus as, I mean, of Jacob as Jesus coming for the church, the water stands for the Holy Spirit. Until the stone was rolled away on the day, I mean, at the, on that morning of resurrection, and Christ came out. Remember, Jesus Christ said one thing in the book of uh, John. He said, "If I, it is expedient that I do what, that I go away, because if I don't go away, somebody will not come. Who is that person? The Comforter, the Holy Spirit. It is expedient that I go away, and so He was crucified. He was buried." But on the third day, the stone was rolled away that he might ascend to the Father. And when he ascended to the Father, the Bible says, he came to the disciples, he said unto them, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and the disciples were transformed. And you and I were prepared for the transformation that we experienced. The water that was given unto those, unto the disciples, I mean, unto, unto the sheep at that point in time was the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about feeding. The feeding there is the word of God. Christ came and made the way. Christ came and prepared the way. You will agree with me, brethren? Without the Spirit of God, without the Holy Spirit, the word of God makes, no, makes not much meaning unto us. How many of us have tried to read the Bible? And we end up dropping it because it's just not going in. Is that not so? But yet at that point that you drop the Bible, you can pick a newspaper and read for the next two hours. At that point you drop the Bible, you can pick uh, uh, maybe Macbeth, if they still read it these days. And read it from cover to cover. And you will be awake. But the moment you pick the Bible again, what happens? It becomes your sleepy queen. It's because you're sleeping tablet. It's because, it's because the Holy Spirit is not there to guide you. When the stone is rolled away, the Spirit of God is needed to give understanding to the word that you study. And I pray for someone here today that from this day onwards, the word will come alive in your heart. From this day onwards, the word will make a new meaning in your heart. From this day onwards, every stone of limitation is rolled away from your life in Jesus' name. Every stone that says you will not go forward is rolled away from your life in Jesus' name. Every stone that says you will go to hell is rolled away in the name of Jesus. Do you know, have you met some people? They give their lives to Christ at the age of 65. And they say, oh, if I had known. I would have given my life to Christ earlier. Why? There was a stone. There was a stone that prevented them from coming to Christ and enjoying the goodness of the living God. If there is a stone that is preventing you from yielding to the living God, God himself, Jesus himself, like Jacob rolled away that stone, he will roll away the stone in the name of Jesus. 
That is the first one, the stone of limitation. The second stone that was rolled is the stone of death. The stone of what? The stone of death. In John chapter 11 from verse 39 to verse 44, we see a story that we are all very familiar with. The story of Lazarus. When they came to Jesus and they said, Lazarus is sick. The Bible says Jesus Christ tarried until Lazarus had been buried for many days. Four days. Then he came to the scene. And when he, came, when he met the sisters of Lazarus, they told him, they said, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Jesus Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. They still did not get it. Can you ask your neighbor, do you get it? They still did not get it. They, they were telling Jesus, say, yes, we know that our brother will rise on the last day. He said, no, the resurrection is when? It's now. It's now. I speak to whatever is dead in your life. Receive life in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ went to the tomb of Lazarus. John chapter 11, verse 39 to 44. And the Bible says he prayed. He said, Father, I thank you. I have a word for someone here today. You will thank God. I said you will thank God. You know, there is a thanking that the Bible says in everything, do what? No, that's not the one I'm talking about. Somebody here will have a reason to thank God. Because there is a glorious testimony on your way. Receive it in Jesus' name. Tell somebody I receive it. So Jesus gave thanks and then he, he, he spoke a word. He said, Lazarus, do what? And the Bible says, he that was dead. And I speak to somebody's life here. Anything that represents death is a worse in your life. That thing that represents death is part of your past but not your future. The stone of death is rolled away. I said the stone of death is rolled away. I said the stone of death is rolled away. But eventually you are here and they have told you that you have a few months to live. Maybe they have told you that, okay, you are lucky, you have two years to live. But that's not the voice of God. That's not the voice of God. The voice of God to you is that you shall not die. I say, you shall not die. Tell somebody, I shall not die. But I shall live to declare the works of God in the land of the living. Because the stone of death is rolled away. Christ is risen. In place of death, he has given me what? Life. He has taken away that which was, they said, those who are afraid, how do they say, they die before they die, something like that. They, exactly. They die many times. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. When Lazarus came out of that tomb, the Bible says Jesus Christ made a pronouncement. He said what? Lose him and let him go. And that tells us another stone that has been rolled away. The stone of bondage. Whatever holds you bondage is rolled away at this instance in Jesus' name. Because Christ is risen. 
Whatever says you cannot live a job, Jesus Christ said, I mean, the Bible says, the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am what? I am called that you may have life and have it more. Whatever is limiting your abundant life, that stone is rolled away today in Jesus' name. Another stone that was rolled away on that morning that Christ was resurrected, another stone that has been rolled away for someone here today, is the stone of powerlessness. The stone of what? When you look at flumoxed, I think that's an English word like that. You look flumoxed and flabbergasted. You don't know what to do. You are lost for words. You are lost for action. You are powerless. But he came to give you power. That stone of powerlessness is rolled away today in Jesus' name. Do you know that if Christ had not risen from the dead, then there's no hope for you and I. Yes, sir. Tell somebody, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. They rolled that stone at the mouth of the sepulchre in Matthew 27, from verse 64 to 66. Matthew 27, verse uh, uh, 64 to 66. They rolled the stone there saying, we will see what they will do. He cannot come out of this place. He cannot escape that which I have planned. But do you know what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7? I mean, chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, rather. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7 to 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7 to 10. He said, but we speak the wisdom of God in what? In a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Let's go to the next verse which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't know that their own stone is the powerless stone. That the Christ we serve is the solid rock. That in him is all power. That he is the one that deals away with powerlessness. And I speak to somebody's life here today. I say receive power. Amen. In that situation where they are saying it is over for you, receive power. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In that situation where they are saying your faith is sealed, receive power. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you know, even though your case is concluded, that they can see you and they say, oh, so, I, I'm, uh, we are very sorry, please have your seat. Because just by seeing you, the situation changes. Amen. The case changes. Amen. Because you serve a God who is the God of all power. Jesus Christ said it in Matthew 28, verse 18. He said, all power. Tell someone the all power. Oh. Brethren, he left nothing for the devil. Is somebody with me this morning? Yes, How much power did Jesus leave for the devil? Oh. None. Zero. The Bible says he went to the grave. He took the key of the grave from the devil. He took the key of hell. There's a place called hell, brethren. You will not go there in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus went and took the key from the devil. And that's why he declared 
all power in heaven and on earth is given up. It's only what I allow that will be allowed. That's what Jesus was saying. The cure of powerlessness. The, 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 the rock, the stone of powerlessness was rolled away. Was rolled away. And it remains rolled away in your life in Jesus' name. Another stone that was rolled away is the stone of deception. The stone of what? The stone of deception was rolled away. Do you know if Christ had risen and that stone had remained at the mouth of the tomb, what would they be saying? They say, no, don't mind them. He's what? He's in there. And because the stone was great, nobody could really see beyond the stone. They would say, what? He's in there. But God made sure that every deception was rolled away. Every deception in your life will be rolled away today in Jesus' name. In Matthew 23, verses 27 and 28, Jesus Christ said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. He said, Hypocrites. He said, You are like whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within are full of what? Dead men's bones and all uncleanness. There is only one tomb that does not have dead bones. And whose tomb is that? The tomb of Jesus. There's no deception. He's risen. He was only there for three days. He's gone to the Father. And he's here with us. I say he's here with us. Amen. The stone of deception was rolled away. Jericho was once like that. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 18 to 22. 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 18 to 22. The Bible says that the sons of the prophets came unto Elisha and said in verse 19, the situation of this city is pleasant. As my Lord can see. In other words, the situation of Jericho was pleasant to the eyes. He said, but the water is not and the ground is barren. Beautiful, but empty. Beautiful, but barren. Beautiful, but full of death. That was Jericho. They called Jericho the city of palm trees. But it could give nothing out. But that day that they came to Elisha, the Bible says, Elisha took a cruise, put salt in it, and went to the source of the waters of that place. And they cast salt in there and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. And thus says the Lord to someone here today, Amen. You are healed. Amen. Thus says the Lord to someone here today, Everything that stands for death is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thus says the Lord for someone here today, there is something in you that is only known to you because men see your beauty, but they don't know that beneath is death and barrenness. Receive life in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, receive life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because the stone of, I mean, of deception is what? It's rolled away. In other words, what you see is what you get. Or put it another way, what you see is what you give. 
No more deception. Tell somebody, no more deception. The devil will not deceive you in Jesus' name. I said, the devil will not deceive you in Jesus' name. I said, the devil will not deceive you in Jesus' name. The Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is what? That is deception, brethren. You will not throw the part of deception in Jesus' name. Because the stone of deception is rolled away. Finally, the stone of forgetfulness is rolled away. The stone of what? It was when they put Jesus in the tomb and put that gray stone, it was like this is final. We have seen the end of him. There's no way again. But the Bible tells me one thing. Who has spoken? And it has come to pass. Except the Lord of hosts. Whatever God has not spoken concerning your life cannot be established. That's why the Bible says, whose report will you believe? Is it the report of man? Or the report of God? Men thought they had finished with Jesus. Men thought there was no way forward for Jesus. But brethren, he arose. I said he arose. I said he arose. That spirit that raised him from the dead is here today. And that spirit is here to remember you. I said the spirit is here to remember you. I speak to every terminal sickness. I said be gone in the name of Jesus. Because the work of redemption on the cross of Calvary includes your healing and my healing. That's why Jesus, I mean, Peter told us in 1 Peter 2, verse 24. 1 Peter 2, 24. We know that passage very well. He said, who himself bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that is on the cross, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. On that cross, he healed you. Tell somebody, I am healed. As if you mean to say, I am, I am healed. Say it again. Say, I am healed. I am healed. You are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, you are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. The stone of forgetfulness was rolled away. In Genesis chapter 8, we see this story of Noah and his household. They were in the ark. They were forgotten. Until God remembered them and brought them out. Genesis chapter 8 verse 1. And God remembered Noah. I want you to put your name there. And God remembered for Lanya Akishola. God is remembering someone here today. Who is that person? If you are sure God is remembering you, you're, you're, say it again. Say, And God remembered for Lanya Akishola. Brother, if I remember you, the only thing I remember is your name. I don't know the depth of your situation. But if God remembers you, he knows your foundation. Yes, he knows how you were conceived. God knows the night you were conceived. I'm not talking about the, night, the day you were born. No. The night you were conceived. Oh, for some of us, they have to know you were conceived. God knows. So when he remembers you, he knows the totality of who you are. He knows how you have got to where you are right now. He knows the world that will change your situation. He knows what he can do that will transform you. When God remembers you, as he's remembering someone here today, your life will be different. 
The stone of forgetfulness is being rolled away from somebody's life here. Because God is remembering you. God is remembering you. When God remembered Noah, the Bible says, let's go to verse 2 of that passage. All the rains that were terrorizing him, they were stopped. Every flood that is after you, I command to cease right now in Jesus' name. You know, is it in the book of uh, Revelation chapter 12? The Bible says that the dragon that was pursuing that woman sent some fountain of water after her. But what happened? The Bible says the earth fought for her. In other words, when God decides to fight for you, he uses everything. Everything at his disposal. And I'm looking at someone here today that God is ready to fight for. God will fight for you. I said God will fight for you. That passage that we are looking at, Genesis chapter 8, go to verse 3. Go to verse 3. The waters were abated, continued. I want, I mean, go to verse 4. There's something I want to point out there. The ark rested, yes. Go to verse 5. Okay. What I want to point out is actually in verse 1. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Go back to verse 1. I want us to see. Yes. God remembered Noah and every living thing and all that were with him in the ark. And he did what? And God did what? He made a wind to pass over the ark and the waters assuaged. The wind that passed over the earth at the time of Noah is the same wind that was upon the surface of the earth in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the earth. Then, and what happened? The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God began to speak. Brethren, God wants to speak this morning into somebody's life. When God began to speak in that Genesis chapter 1, in verse 3, the Bible says, And God said what? Let there be light. And there was light. God wants to speak his creative powers into somebody's life here today. Because the stone of forgetfulness has been rolled away. Because he's remembering you. The Bible says, when God remembered uh, Rachel, it's Rachel, right? The sister of Leah. When God remembered her, she conceived and gave birth to a son. You know the name of that son? Joseph. And it was Joseph that God used to deliver that generation. God is remembering someone here today. Yeah. And he's giving you a special child. Yeah. And that child will be the savior of his generation. Yeah. Not the savior as in Jesus Christ. But God will use that child. The way God used Joseph. The way God used Samuel. The way God will use somebody here today. Yeah. 